don't fear the fruit. I'm actually often surprised when many people fear eating fruit. In fact, only 10% of the population in the United States gets the recommended amount of fruit in their diet. And that's really hard for me to imagine because fruit, well, it's delicious. But I trace the fear of fruit to a lot of bad old teachings from the low-carb community. Today on Fork You, we will bust some myths about fruits and help you get a little bit better about adding this delicious food to your diet. I'm Dr. Terry Simpson, and this is Fork You, Fork University where we make sense of the madness, busting myths, and teaching you a little bit about food as medicine. Some 30 years ago, the Atkins Low Carb Plan was making the rounds. In fact, at any one time, about 10% of the adult population was doing the Atkins diet. But one of their sad teachings was to avoid fruit. Why did they pick on this wonderful food? Well, their theory was this. Fruit causes the blood glucose to spike. And if your blood glucose spikes, your pancreas will release insulin. And they believed that when you increased insulin, it would stop your fat from burning, and the sugar you ate in the fruit would magically become fat and cause you to become obese. Based on that bad bit of biochemistry, fruit sales went down. Now, fruit sales have bounced around a bit over time. And when you look at those fruit sales, they bounce around any time a new low-carb book would come out. Did you know that we eat about two and a half pounds less fruit today than we did in 1970? Isn't that amazing? And that bad biochemistry made us less healthy. Not to mention that love affair with saturated fat and processed meat like bacon. So let's go to some real simple basics. The only way you are going to gain fat is when you consume more calories than you burn. And by the way, it's really, really difficult for your body to turn fruit calories into fat. Let's bust that myth a little bit further. Did you know that the first peer-reviewed scientific studies about diet and health that improved hypertension, decreased heart disease, decreased renal failure, were with a diet called the fruit and rice diet. In fact, it was a diet of unlimited fruit and rice that led people to losing weight and improving blood pressure, reversing obesity and diabetes. It was the first of their kind. There were in the 1960s little rice houses where celebrities like Lauren Green and Shecky, whatever his name, the comedian, were known to go there to try and lose a little weight. Now, those studies were about 20 years old when the first Atkins diet book hit the market in the 1970s, and clearly, he ignored that data. There was no good data about low-carb causing you to be healthier. But when his first books gained their most popularity in the 1990s, fruit sales declined further. But Atkins was wrong. Fruit doesn't make a person fat. Sometime after Atkins came the South Beach diet, and then came the glycemic index revolution, all of which asserted that these, quote, high glycemic foods, unquote, raised blood glucose, raised insulin, made you fat. In fact, there were more shamings done by low-carbers. They encouraged people not only to avoid fruit, 
but to avoid things like carrots and corn. So let's look at the science of these popular notions. First, I'm going to give you an anecdote. And we know anecdotes aren't evidence. My 98-year-old father eats fruit with breakfast every morning since I've known him. 98 years old, sharp as a tack, eats fruit. Here's the science of fruit. As you increase fruit, you decrease mortality. In a study of over 1.6 million people, compilating 28 different studies, each serving of fruit led to a 5% decrease in death during those studies. Each servings of fruit led to an 8% less risk of heart disease. Each serving of fruit led to a 3% lower risk of cancer. And seven ounces of fruit, which is about 200 grams, showed the lowest cancer rates and death of all. Now the low carb community modern version, the extreme modern carnivore version, actually have stopped that advice. They actually now proudly eat fruit in their diets. Not that you should follow the carnivore people because they're nuts among themselves. We've had a previous podcast. But it's very clear from the scientific evidence and from the DASH and the Mediterranean diet that adding fruit to your diet is one of the healthier things that you can do. How much fruit should you add? Well, the recommendations from the Mediterranean and the DASH diet, dietary approach to stop hypertension, is four to five servings of fruit. Sounds like a lot, but let's look at what that would be in a daily diet. So I'm going to take my diet from the last work week Friday. For breakfast, I had half a cup of blueberries with some plain Greek yogurt. The great thing about plain Greek yogurt, there's no added sugar. Adding the blueberries makes it sweet and delicious, makes it palatable. Otherwise, it's a little sour for my case. During the mid-morning snack, I was a little hungry, so I had a medium banana. At lunch, besides my usual peanut butter and jelly sandwich, I had one apple. In the afternoon, I was driving a little bit and a little sleepy, and I knew I was going to be driving, so I had a half a cup of grapes, which is about 16 grapes, by the way. And then that evening, I'm usually kind of like a little something at night, and so my evening snack that night were some clementines. We live in an area where you can get something called the Ojai Pixie, which is a version of a tangerine or a clementine. And let's not forget that tomato is actually a fruit. Now I know the Supreme Court said, for taxation purposes, the tomato was a vegetable, but science often trumps the Supreme Court, even though they don't like to hear it. And the tomato is a fruit, not a vegetable. There are a whole bunch of other benefits of fruit. And I just wanted to quickly name them for you because you are going to hear more about fruits. And I kind of think that as you're looking through this year and trying to incorporate good foods in your diet, fruit is probably one of the easier ones that you can do. So let's talk about different studies that have shown things for the benefits of fruit. Adding fruit to the diet has promoted long-term weight management. Adding fruit to the diet, as you heard, decreases the risk of heart disease, decreases the risk of cancer. It also reduces the risk of type 2 diabetes. And in those patients who have diabetes and they added whole fruits to their diet, over time their hemoglobin A1c went down. Now I know some type 2 diabetics will look and say, oh my gosh, look what fruit did to my blood sugar. But that's a false equivalency. Fruit over time, whole fruits, decrease the risk or make diabetes much easier to control. 
Fruit has decreased the risk of depression. Fruit improves successful aging, like my dad. Fruit leads to higher mineral bone density. Fruit has shown to decrease the incidence of seborrheic dermatitis. Fruit has decreased constipation, decreased irritable bowel, decreased inflammatory bowel disease, decreased diverticular disease, decreased hemorrhoids, and makes you feel better. Fruit decreases stress. So when you're thinking about the delicious things that you can add to your diet to improve yourself, this month, I want you to think about adding fruits, getting those five servings of fruits in, and seeing how much better you feel. Because the fiber from the fruit will help you in so many ways. Having the whole food will help you in so many ways. And like I said, less stress, you're going to feel better. What's there? to worry about. So as we incorporate the Mediterranean and the DASH diet into our diets this year to be healthier as we go on, this year, this month, let's add fruit. Okay? Please check the blog associated with this, which is either at forku.com or yourdoctorsorders.com, which will have references so that you can look back and see that what I'm telling you isn't all a bunch of horse hockey. This podcast was written by me, Dr. Terry Simpson, and while I am a doctor, I am not your doctor. And if you have any questions about incorporating fruit into your diet, please see a board-certified, not functional medicine, but a board-certified physician and talk to them. It's distributed and produced by our friends at Simpler Media, Alley Press, and my friend, Mr. Evo Terra, who is incorporating more fruit into his diet as he has discovered he's not as young as he used to be, but nothing like adding a little bit of fruit. I'm wondering, Evo, if we could count those grapefruit IPA sculpins as a fruit. You're not only the pod god, but the purveyor of fine beers. Pass one of those over, would you? This is why you're my friend first. Client second, (laughs) and doctor third, man.